1: Recorded live. Yes, Ed Sullivan lives.
2: <laughs> We're gonna have a really,
1: yeah, we got a really big shoe tonight. Yes, <laughs> God bless him. So uh, today is uh, Thursday, November sixteenth. It is um, almost twenty after seven, seven eighteen. We got uh, had we needed a few minutes to clear before we got started because. Sometimes, you know, people got stuff on their mind and you don't want to hear that crap, you know, six months or six years from now. So it's good that we got it out before we get started. Uh, Me and Mary, we're going to be doing session three of communication for relationships. So I want to put this out front right up to top uh, is that um, I'm going to be translating this program, which is supposed to be for relationships, but uh, it is currently mostly focused in the language of business and yes this is totally a powerful business program at the same time however the intention of this is to deliver it as business so what i want to let you know is that i'm going to be uh, translating this as i go along and when i finish what i will do is i will send you um the completed trans transcription uh, of uh-huh. it in the relationship In the speaking of relationships so that you'll have that because that's how i would want you to do it in the first place but it seems that my life has been so busy that i haven't been able to spend time on this because there's so many other things calling me so um when i finish that manuscript um, then i will give that to you so you'll have it as designed okay thank you yeah in the meantime you're going to get the notes from from uh what i was calling communication for professionals because that's what this one is um but but you know you, you'll be able to trans, make the transition, but I just want to make sure that I put that out there. Uh, okay. I'm going to be responsible for being in communication. Because so. this is a communication program, so I need to communicate. Yeah? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, today's session is uh, session three. I kind of touched on it a little bit. This is about listening. This is the discipline number three, listening. And uh, last session we did two weeks ago, we, we touched on the distinctions of listening. We're going to review it again and go through it all the way at one time. Um, And uh, what I want you to know is that um, there's two parts to listening, um, fundamentally speaking. There's how to listen, like how to have your brain moving around to listen a certain way, and then there's what to listen for. Okay. So there's two different things. So today we're going to talk about how to listen, like where to put your brain at, where to put your attention at, like how to listen. The, the functionality, the doing this of listening is what today is. Next session, which is one of my favorite, which is distinctions, is about what to listen for. That's fun. Okay. I almost I almost could do uh, what to listen for without how to listen. Uh-huh. Because you'll still get the impact of the – what to listen for versus just how to listen. But how to listen is going to make what to listen for so much better. Okay. So okay. I just want to put that out there, okay? Um, and let me see, is there anything else? Uh, no. So, uh, so I want to know what you got um, about, you know, from this program that stuck out for you. Uh, other than the fact of you telling me that you know you've been you've been speaking communicating uh from anger, and uh it's very apparent you didn't like that other than that <laughs> <laughs> anything anything else you' present to about communication since we last did a session
3: um yeah, I feel like most of the time um everyone's communication is pretty superficial so. Um, mm. Example I could give of that is when I was talking to you about my uncle's ninetieth birthday party, and the Coast Guard yes. showed up. They didn't quite get why it was so important. Like I knew it was important, but I didn't quite get it. And then yes. I actually had that conversation with my with my aunt, and I said, "You know," and she says, "Oh, he's feel so happy." I said, "You know, I got about that, but I didn't really get how important it was." And I shared with her what you had said about validating his life which is a pretty like big conversation and she was like totally in agreement like she already knew that before i said it kind of thing and i'm like am i the only one that didn't quite get that Mm. (laughs) you know but and you know she's probably one person that i have like real conversations with um and that's because she makes it so easy to just trust her and love her and never have a worry that, but like, she has my back 24-7. I don't care what day it is, what century it is. I don't care if we're both, like, in the afterlife. She's got my back, and I know that. Mm. And
2: she's mm.
3: completely, 100,000% trustworthy like that. And And I don't have another n- relative like that, really, mm. you know. I mean, mom and dad, obviously, were always dependable, but as far as, like, somebody not my mom and dad, he's the yep. one. You know? Got
2: it.
3: So I realized that I know, don't really have important conversations with people.
2: Mm, I have functional mm,
3: conversations. I have feel-nice conversations.
2: Mm, you know, I
3: have, oh, I'm sharing this, little, like, little good news thing, conversations, you know, that kind of thing, but not a conversation. And I'm not saying that I should have a deep conversation with every single person, but I really realize like, the only person I have that kind of conversation with is my with my dad's sister. Yes. Like and, and, like, no one else, really. So mm-hmm. I'd like to fix that, but you know, and fix it appropriately, because I don't think I have to have a deep conversation with everyone, but right. I would like to have better conversations with other people.
1: Yes. Well, one thing you could do to disrupt that Mm-hmm. Is to disrupt is is to disrupt the mindset called oh, but that's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know because people are like oh man of course everybody knows that no not everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So you want you want to point out the richness, the jewels, the rarity, mm-hmm. the gifts that these conversations allow for. Okay. Because you did that with yourself with your with your aunt. Mhm. but now imagine being given everybody else that gift around you and they'll start wanting to talk to you more. Oh, that's See,
2: cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they'll have more to say to you because they know you're listening. Matter of fact, this is perfect for this session. <laughs> the power of listening. Oh my God. So, um, all right, cool. Yeah, we definitely gonna. I'm gonna drill that in. Not about drilling in, but I'm definitely gonna highlight it so that you can really get mm-hmm. it. But um, uh, anything else? You
3: um, I, I think that, that was my big thing.
1: Yes. Okay. All right, cool. We'll leave it like there for now. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about listening. This is the discipline of listening. It is how to listen. Um, Not so much what to listen for, but the, Mm -hmm. the, the distinction of listening. So listening is more important than speaking. This is because the listener is in charge of the conversation. The listener is extracting, coaxing, pulling the words right out of the mind and mouth of the speaker. As such, listening is where all the power in communication resides, because listening gives the speaker what there is to say next. Another way of saying that is that listening tells the speaker what would be the best thing to say and the best way to say it to best serve, get through to, or influence the listener. As As a person who is committed to being fully accountable for the effectiveness of every conversation you're involved in, your listening needs to be stronger than everyone else's listening. Meaning your listening needs to be keener, sharper, more present, and more empowering than others. If it isn't, the only quality reason why it wouldn't would be because other people's listening is of equal quality and intensity to yours. Well,
3: that's in fact, kind of scary. <laughs>
1: it's scary in a good way.
3: It's scary in a yeah. good way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, your listening tangibly demonstrates a powerful example of how the people in your life can be successful as a communicator as a result of being responsible, intentional, committed, and generous with their listening. So um, let me say more about that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go into this, but uh, let me just say it here now while I'm present to it, Mm -hmm. is that, People don't think you're listening, so when you're listening, they're shocked. They're shocked. They're surprised. They're like, "Huh? This person's actually listening to me." Mm-hmm. And then the amazing thing happens. All of a sudden, they start listening to you because they're so sh- they're so shocked that you're listening to them that they're listening to find out why you're listening to them. <laughs> That's pretty good. They're like, huh? What? Really? And then they sit there with their hand on their chin like, what's he going to say next? Why is he saying that? Why is he listening to me? I'm telling you, your listening shocks the crap out of people. And then they're like, oh, my God, I got to find out why this person is listening. And besides, you're the only one listening. Why are you listening to me again? So huh. it's like you're, you're a Unicorn. You're you're a tooth fairy. You're this rare creature that never existed. You're, um, what's the, um, the, the the creature that, you know, looked like kind of like half human, half uh, ape um, that they say, you know, is a legendary creature. I forget what they call it.
2: Creature. Bigfoot?
1: Yeah, you're Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <catch> like, <water. laughs> like, somebody's listening to me. Wait a minute. Do people still listen? That's really what it's like when you really listen to somebody, especially if somebody's not used to being listened to, like at your job.
2: Yeah.
1: You, you If you really recreate them, you really get their world, they'll be listening to you because they'll be like, shit, you know the person to listen to me. The same way you talk about your aunt is how they'll be talking about you.
0: Wow. That'd be yeah. pretty amazing. Am
1: it might take a while. Yeah, it yeah. won't happen necessarily. It won't necessarily happen in the first conversation, but maybe by the twelfth, or the seventh, or the twentieth, they'll be like, "Huh? Wow! Oh, I gotta understand this person here because I need to know why they are listening.
3: Huh? All right. Well, I would like that.
1: Yeah. Great. You listen I'm to up. them greater than they, you listen to them greater than they listen to you, and they will start listening to you. They'll be like. I think to talk to Mary. Mary, can I talk to you for a minute? And then here's the other tip I'm going to give you. Is that when they start talking to you, but they don't, they don't repeat themselves, yeah. you, really, you really in the driver's seat. Because the only reason why they repeat themselves is because they didn't think you heard them the first time or the third time or the 20th time.
3: Uh-huh.
1: So if people keep repeating themselves, you have not listen to 100%. I know I said that to you before. Right. But I'm saying it to you in a new context now. So you want to listen so good that you don't even have a reason to want to listen to you anymore, or to, to say it again. Wow. They got it, you got it. And then they'll shut the hell up, promise you. <laughs> so what I tell people, it's hard for people to get because it's counterintuitive, which is if you're tired of hearing people listen, tired of people saying the same thing over and over again, you need to listen to them more, not less. Okay. Because then they'll be like, oh, I don't have to say it anymore. People only repeat themselves because you hear it, and they really want to be heard. So Uh anyhow, so that's that. So next, everyone naturally listens for something in particular, even if they're listening for nothing or from nothing, because nothing Uh is a particular something. Uh That something they're listening for is uh, a matter of what filter they choose. Whether intentionally or not, uh-huh. most of us listen through a filter of fear, looking good, being right, resignation, etc.
3: And only uh-huh.
1: occasionally, and only occasionally, do we listen for good things such as empowering others, supporting the leadership around us, creativity, etc. Whether the listener knows this or not, whatever they are listening for influences the words that come out of the speaker's mouth. In other words, the listener creates the speaker, and unless the speaker realizes it and takes responsibility for the listening of the listener, the speaker will be unconsciously influenced, directed, or even controlled by the listener. Let me say that again. Uh. Whether the listener knows this or not, whatever they're listening for influences the words that come out of the speaker's mouth. In other words, the listener creates the speaker, and unless the speaker realizes it and takes responsibility for the listening of the listener, the speaker will be unconsciously influenced, directed, or even controlled by the listener. Okay. So I know when people are listening to me, for the most part, Uh because... I find myself saying things I ain't never said before half the time or uh-huh. saying it in new ways. And so I know that they pulled it out of me because I ain't never said that before. If I did, I would have, you know, somebody else would have pulled it out of me or oh, that would have been how I'm thinking.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But when when I say things, when I'm, ha- when I'm free flowing, somebody's listening. When I'm having a hard time coming up with words, that means the person I'm speaking is not really listening. And now I got to check in and wake them up. Okay. Uh, what's going What's going on here? I need to interrupt whatever's stopping them from listening, so they can go yeah. back to listening. So, okay. So, if people are not listening to you, you need to get their listening back. This can be done by the following: stop talking and start asking questions, particularly for their feedback. Stop talking and turn the floor over to them. Or determine what they're listening for and give it to them immediately if not sooner. The first action.
2: Not sooner.
1: Yeah. not sooner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Um, the first action is when you're in charge of a situation or environment. Um, this is stop talking and start asking questions, particularly for the feedback. You'll need to check in with others and bring it back to your conversation topic situation. Second action, which is stop talking and, and turn the floor over to them, is if you're dealing with someone who will not listen, such as a boss who disagrees with you. Number three, uh-huh. third action, is if a superior requests something from you and there's nothing else to say, then just give them what they want immediately so that you can keep your job or whatever the hell it is. Uh huh. <laughs> The majority of the time, what works is opening. Excuse me. What works is operating inside of the first action, which is ask questions, check in, allowing people to tell you what they're getting from what you're saying. Works wonders in terms of relationships, communication, productivity, and especially sales training, sales training and management situations. So, using this in your job, like listening and checking in to see what they got is very useful um, because they'll respect that you're respecting their listening.
2: Okay. The
1: bottom line is listening completely to others compels them to want to do the same to you. They'll be like, huh? Wow. What else? Huh? they they be, they'd be so, so busy trying to figure you out because you're a rarity. You're Bigfoot. In their mm-hmm. life, They might have two other people that listen to them, maybe. Maybe in their entire life they had three people listen to them. Mom, dad, and their best friend in high school. I don't know, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But other than that, most people, they 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 don't... They, they're not listening. They don't expect anybody to listen. They don't expect you to listen. You ain't going to listen, no? I mean, that's really where they're coming from. So when you... Contradict that with your actions demonstrating it they're like what what <laughs> it's the ultimate enrollment it's just it's just amazing so there's um a different uh, uh, i got at least one two i't know three uh, yeah three different types of ways to listen. So I'm gonna start going with it uh, uh, from the top. So there's three different ways: anthropological listening. I call it that. I'm gonna change the title, but right now I'm calling it anthropological listening. Like anthropology. You remember mm-hmm. Jane Goodall? Yeah. Yeah. She 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 hung out with the apes in 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 the, in the wilds of Africa for 30 years. God bless her. Oh my god. I can't handle it, so I've never done that personally. <laughs> but she studied the apes um, because she's listened from nothing. So let me just say what there is to say. Anthropological listening is listening impersonally, cleanly, and from nothing. It's a way of removing all pre existing opinions, expectations, and anything a person is prone to pay attention to gives them access to the reality of a situation. You could call this reality listening. It demands a person to be both 100% observational and 100% free of interpretation, which allows communication to flow freely and gives the listener access to aspects of other people's personalities they wouldn't otherwise have access to. When you think about how anthropologists work, how they watch, record the actions of, and learn from their observations of animals in the wild, they could only come to their conclusions from analyzing their data objectively. So, too, can you do the same with the people you communicate with through anthropological listening. Ultimately, anthropological listening is a technique to get you out of the way so that you can discover what's really there. So Landwalk talks about bring everything and nothing to a conversation, right, when you're listening?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah,
1: this is, this says just bring nothing.
2: Okay.
0: Because it's the
1: everything part. You know, you can stand and, yes, I probably can handle anything this person says, but you are bringing nothing. You're just observing. You're like trying to learn a new language. So there's like nothing for you to bring. Okay. It's just, you're kind of like a cat looking at a human walking across the street. You're kind of like a baby trying to figure out how mommy is eating or being able to walk when I can barely sit in this daggone chair. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, you know nothing. You can't see nothing. I mean, not like you can't see. You can't understand nothing. And like, how 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 do I get a chance to? How do I understand what's in front of me? That's what anthropological listening was Listening from nothing. It's like nothing listening. Uh-huh. You're just receiving. You know, it's like it's like you're a videotape. There's no interpretation. Uh-huh. The videotape does not interpret. a go on thing. It just copies what it sees. And so. That's what this kind of listening is. There's nothing to do with it. Just listen. And and here's the power of it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You, when you're watching a movie, isn't it amazing when you look at the movie how easy it is to remember the daggone movie two weeks later? Yeah. Yeah, because you didn't practice it. You didn't talk the way gave you the script, but you can remember some of those lines like as if it just happened like like you created it, damn near, right? Sometimes. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, do you know why? Um, well,
3: no, not exactly.
1: <laughs> Great, because you was doing anthropological listening. You was just listening from nothing, and that was it. It wasn't even listening, bringing everything. No, you was just bringing nothing. You was too busy being curious to see what was going to happen next to mm-hmm. even interrupt your own self with thinking. Let me say that again. You were so fast you you were so fascinated and curious about what was gonna come next, you didn't even think. You were just too busy. Like your brain was shut off other than mm-hmm. receiving the movie. And you could do that for hours at a time because movies are between ninety minutes and you know, hundred and twenty minutes on average. You sitting right. there watching the whole movie, hour and a half, and you never really thought. Or if you thought, you thought so rarely you didn't even notice that you did, unless you had to go to the bathroom or something. Other than that, you're Uh like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? You're not even asking. Your brain is like, you're too busy being shocked by what just happened and watching what's going to happen next. You're not even thinking. You're just listening. Okay. You could do that in in conversations, too. You just got to be intentional. Okay.
3: Right, because... (laughs) Um, I think I would find that hard to
1: do. Yeah. So the fact that you could see that you haven't would give you practice for doing it. Okay. So you have to you have to learn how to shut your morass off because cause those things are going to happen they are going to bring up ideas from the past, you mm-hmm. know, experiences from the past in your morass, right?
2: Yep.
1: You know, your your past experiences with them is going to pop up. Your unanswerable question and your point of view and your act is going to pop up. So, yeah, because you know, I'm thinking
3: about work and it's already popping up.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, so, you have them
3: near me and it's popping up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you want to, but see, you could yeah. be that way. You could be that way about incidences at work, but don't be that way when you're having one on one conversations.
2: Right.
1: When you have a one on one or group conversations, Bring nothing to the conversation, so you can hear what's really going on. Because the only access to reality is to keep your opinions, your story, your interpretations out of the way of reality. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I ain't it's saying not... it's easy.
3: Yeah, I know. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I get it, and I'm sitting here just feeling stressful about it. <laughs>
1: Got it. Got it. Well, I got I got a few other ways to listen, but I want to let you know that when you are not, remember I talked about um, the, was that purpose tremor, mm-hmm. right? Trying trying to thread a needle in your hand shakes more the more you try hard, even though you don't you yeah. know you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's really what you're saying you're doing right now with this listening thing. Yeah. So you don't have to be perfect. Just just keep trying and keep practicing and keep getting better. Okay. You know, and yeah. if you think about bringing, right, and if you think about bringing everything and nothing to a conversation, then all you got to do is think about the bring and nothing part. So,
2: right.
1: You know, you already know how to do that. You've demonstrated it hundreds if not thousands of times in your life by like TV shows and the movies that you watch, listening uh-huh. to the songs. You listen to a song. You might have some memories about the song, but really you're too busy singing that song. Whether you're singing it verbally or in your head while you're dancing to it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just in the you're in the song. You know, you're in you're actually in the movie to some degree.
3: Yeah,
1: you could be in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sounds like a strange concept, right? You heard it before, just not like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it shouldn't be strange, but it. Like just being in the movie is a lot easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, so put yourself in a movie and treat it like you're listening to a movie, watching a movie. All
3: right. Makes sense? Yeah, it does make sense, of course.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it's easier. I'm just saying that that's one of the reasons why people don't listen because they don't do this. They're too busy distracting what I was going on their head. Right. In the old Communication Access to Power, when I first did it, they talked about issues in communication, which I'll talk to you about another time. I don't want to put it here, but I'd be happy to talk to you. About it. I think there's like nine issues in communication. And I, I tracked that. I still have it written down. But um, the uh, thing about the nine issues in communication is that um, you will, your brain will shut down when things, certain things happen. It will be like your trigger point things happen right but mm-hmm. but he also he also talked about how we listen we have this wide um trail a tunnel it's like a tunnel of wiring going through your ears to your brain and um to the degree that you have distractions that shuts down the, the receiving tube of information so if you was using this like like a pipe with water coming through mm-hmm. Uh, the more distraction you have, the more, the less water comes through until there's no water coming through. So when you have, you can only, the brain only, let me help you with this. The brain can only think, to, can only pay attention to one voice at a time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you're talking to yourself, you're not listening to the person that's talking. You can't.
3: Oh, that's a really good way to say it. I like that. I can yeah. totally relate to that.
1: Yeah. The brain can only listen to one voice at a time. And if you're listening to you, it's got everybody else blocked off. Got it.
0: I'm writing it down.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm letting you do it. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Bring on only listen to one voice at a time. If it's listening to you, it ain't listening to nobody else. And you've got like five or six voices in your head. Got your act, your point of view, unanswerable questions. The morale, the intuition, then it's you. <laughs> well, right, you and then what? you got the... Go
3: I just I can relate to that because when um when dogs get really focused on something, whether it's like chasing a squirrel or chasing yep. sheep around or whatever, they yep. literally do not hear you when you call them back. Like they're not being got bad. On. They right. literally can't
1: hear you because they're so focused on the thing
3: that's got their attention like that. Totally got it. That's why that makes okay. sense
1: to me. <laughs> perfect. Excellent. Glad I could, could get through, and thank you for helping me say it in a way that makes it easy for people to get it.
3: Well, yeah. Okay,
1: Just good. Like, that's perfect. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Let
0: me write that down, matter of fact. While I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay.
2: All
1: right, there we go. All right, I'll I'll edit that a little bit better later, but I need to put it down while I'm thinking about it.
2: Uh huh. All right,
1: next. Um, so that's that. You got to learn how to turn your brain off, and that's how you be listening like an anthropologist. So, uh-huh. um, you know, I got to change the name of that. Maybe I changed it to like one voice listening, or you can only hear one voice at a time, or something. But, but yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. So, okay, good. The next one. Next type of listening is called, I call it intimate listening.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: uh, who, who knows, because uh, I do want to transform this into relationship speaking, relationship speak. Um, I might end up changing this one too, but I don't know yet, so we'll see. Because okay. the listener's in charge of this conversation, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on with your bad self, my sister. All right. So, intimate listening. It is easier for you. This is the context for this this type of listening. It is easier for you to understand up to 100 people than it is to try getting even one person to understand you. In other, time, in other words, it's 100 times harder to make people uh, understand you than it is for you to understand others. Okay. Intimate listening is getting in the world of the speaker such that you have the experience of knowing what it's like for that person, whether you agree with them or not. You're looking at life through their eyes rather than just your own. This gives you credibility with those whom you listen to in this way, tears down barriers they may not even know they have, and allows them to get free from whatever's in the way of their li- in their life and ability to communicate. In other words, intimate listening sets the speaker free, the other person free. In order to fully communicate as a, uh, excuse me, in order to be fully effective as a communicator, you'll need to operate inside the context that effective communication is the full responsibility of the listener. In other words, you. Mm-hmm.
2: Assume,
1: assume you'll never get heard or listened to fully. Must do all the listening and always demonstrate effective listening and communication at all times. In essence, you must either completely listen to people or expect to fail as they communicate. Okay. Yeah. What needs to be listened for and recognized about what was said is all of the following. And this I want to just say this resembles um, uh, recreation Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but I, I say it's more. So anyhow, um, here and I'll explain to you why. So
2: okay.
1: um, yeah, so what needs to be listened for and recognized about what was said is all of the following: what was said word for word, mm-hmm. what in response to what mm-hmm. um, what was intended by what was said, the context. And then uh, also how to apply what you heard and that they have the experience of being listened to fully. If something's missing, you don't stop until either you've, full, you've been fully gotten, they've been fully gotten, or both. So I'll say it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You may not need to repeat it word for word, but you should be prepared to repeat it word for word. Um. why was it said? Usually something is said in response to some other statement that was said.
2: Okay.
1: So you want to know why it was said, what was, intend- what was intended to happen or not happen by what was said was the context. And then you want to see if you can apply what you actually heard. You know, it could look like explaining it to them in, in your words. Uh-huh. Uh, Or it could be that now you're going to use this in another field that you may not have known before, like you learned something from what was said. And most important is that they had the experience of being fully listened to. Okay. And And if anything is missing, they're going to be like, you didn't really hear me, and then they're going to repeat themselves. So when people start repeating themselves to you, you know, they may not repeat it to you the same day. Uh-huh. They might tell you next week. It might tell you next week. Or the week after. And they might tell you once a week or once a month for the next three years. <laughs> 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 you got people that, that that do that though, don't they? Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and you probably do the same thing for them, right?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they they ninety listen listening to somebody ninety nine percent complete is the same as listening zero. It's like pregnancy. Either pregnant or not pregnant. There's no, you're 100% pregnant or 100% not pregnant, and there ain't no degrees in between. <laughs> and the same is with listening. There ain't no 99% listening. That ain't listening. 99, yeah. You say, I'm listening to 99%. Oh, yeah, and then your girlfriend is 99% pregnant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that on and see how they like that. Okay. Yeah, probably not. So, Okay, when you when you get all of this, and, you know, you got this on the recording, you're going to get the notes from it. Uh-huh. When you get this, you know, you want to practice, Um, see what's going on, especially with the people that don't want to listen to you. The, the hardest people for you to speak to really is the ones who just don't respect you. You're not good enough for them. It's different uh-huh. if they're angry at you because they didn't like what you did or something. But when right. there's just no respect, it's hard to get any kind of thing in there. So this I just want to put that in. So now, mm-hmm. um, intimate listening, here's some of the benefits you get from it. One, it will teach you how to get through to people better. Two, it will teach them how to listen to others. Three, it'll improve all of their relationships and yours once they get it. And you doing it will improve all your relationships. Next, number four, it keeps people from feeling ignored because you're taking the time to actually really understand them.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, then, next, it'll help improve their communication skills, especially their listening skills because they realize, oh, I could uh, do this better. Uh, Next, it will allow them to catch themselves thinking dogmatically. In other words, they'll hear themselves thinking the same thoughts over and over again, expecting different results, wondering why their life ain't moving forward. Then it will open them up to thinking possibility-wise. It will open their mind up to possibility thinking. Oh, you know, that's possible. Listen, if Mary could listen to me completely, there's something definitely possible with that other thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> well actually it will start with you. They'll be thinking that some version of that because you're the you're the fire starter, you know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh.
1: You'll be leading the pack with that. Next. Um, you'll get people to stop thinking selfishly or short sightedly. Oh, really? yeah, be so busy. yeah, see, that would be when people are present to the fact that somebody else is really listening, like they're valuable and important, and then they start learning how you're doing it, you're mm-hmm. teaching them how to stop thinking about just yourself. It's not the only thing, but it is right. a big thing.
2: Okay
1: you'll be demonstrating generosity love you know patience like care you'll be demonstrating that with your listening and then by listening this way you'll help people to stop thinking less of themselves and even stop having them stop thinking uh listen uh seeing themselves as a victim you'll be empowering them with what you're listening because li- go ahead, go ahead
3: well I have a question. So yes. like specifically with one one um person I work with, right?
1: Yes. Yep.
3: I left yesterday for the millionth time saying to myself, she's really selfish. Like I was making a judgment. It was just like she's really yes. selfish. She thinks about herself. She just wants to get out of here. She doesn't care about helping. Blah blah blah. Okay. But how how and and i don't really talk to her when we do the like high by thing like how how do i change that interaction like i don't i don't i don't see in an obvious way how to change that like she doesn't talk anyhow like there's nothing to listen to because there's just no interaction really
1: yeah well part of well part of it is that um She's over there in survival mode um, inside of uh, women's um, default way of listening. Men have okay. a default way of listening and women have a default way of listening. Men's default ways of listening is uh, what's the point okay. when things are fine and then when it's problems, what's the problem? That's how we think. That's our <laughs> default questions. What's the point okay. or what's the problem? Okay. Women, y'all, y'all have a different default way of listening. Okay. Uh, your default way of listening with everything's kind of okay. Is uh, uh, what's that got to do about? What's that got to do with me?
2: Mhm.
1: It's almost like, what's the point? Where am I in the point here? It's almost yeah. like that.
2: Okay.
1: What's the point, right? And then when when there's problems, what do you want from me? Like, you want me to help you? <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about me. What, what do you want from me?
3: Yeah, that's right. absolutely the feeling I get.
1: Absolutely,
3: one hundred thousand percent. Yeah. How did yeah.
1: you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been in personal development training for many many years. I'm just saying. You
2: <laughs> amaze me. You amaze me,
3: Tony.
1: <laughs>
3: totally me.
1: Yes. Yeah. So she's you know you're over there thinking what's keep that on, got to do with keep me? Keep on
3: doing it. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on amazing me. I love it.
1: <laughs> my pleasure. When you know she's over there wondering what's that got to do with me?
3: Yeah.
1: And um and you know, uh, what do you want from me? Because I got to take care of me. So what do you want from me? I don't know if yeah. I can give you a damn thing. Because what do you want from me? Right. Yeah. How am I, how am I supposed to give you something to survive? Be safe and secure, right? All of that.
2: Right. And then
1: women wonder. And then women wonder why men don't think like them. And they like, some things is just common sense. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. <sighs> okay. Oh, uh, not exactly. So, by you amazing them with your listening, uh
3: huh,
1: she'll she'll eventually wake up, and it might not happen immediately.
3: But but when you say my listening of her, like,
1: like well, right now, I... right now you listening to her as if she's uh, selfish and short sighted. Well, right. selfish. But but what you're not listening for is her pain or from nothing.
3: Got it. Okay. I understand
1: that. Yeah. So when she starts speaking, she's gotta talk through that filter. Right. She gotta get past that filter. But she already expects that filter there, that's probably why she don't talk to you much. Or not just you.
3: Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So she's the one that I haven't told about your relationship that uh, uh, happily ever after course yet because she shockingly got dumped by her boyfriend and she just had like no clue and then after the fact as well maybe I sort of noticed whatever and mm-hmm. she's definitely um, not the same as before
1: well so, uh, tell her Tell her one of my skill sets is that I understand the difference between gender and I can help her with that. Cause you could give her an example of what I just said today. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was actually getting to, she just got um, an apartment with one of her friends in Hoboken. Mm-hmm. And like, so, you know, things are going to start to settle down a bit for her. And she has this person who she can hang out with who, uh, we'll go out to every bar with her in Hoboken, <laughs> whatever, mm, whatever Hoboken. they want to do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when you're 25, I guess. I don't know, but I didn't. know. Yeah.
1: Really Hoboken. Is, yeah, Hoboken is great. Hoboken is great for somebody who's 25 and they want to meet somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. It's, so it's, she's, yeah. yeah. So so I I was starting to think about what I was going to say. Oh, my friend Tony, because I really want to tell her because yeah. I feel really bad for her that she ended up being so surprised that way because that's
1: not fun no heck no
3: not fun for anybody
1: well one of the things you could do is you could find a couple of really 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 good memes post for pictures on my facebook uh, page Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in the photo section and then you know send her like two or three and say i know this guy okay maybe she'll maybe she'll maybe that'll help you know what i mean
2: okay yeah it's
1: not just any old guy now i'm like this guy wow he said that I never thought, and you should look for stuff that like addresses her situation, you know yeah
2: uh-huh.
1: you know, some things um you know some some type of stuff that uh, that's like doesn't doesn't work for relationships, things uh-huh. that don't work for relationships, you should find some of those and some things that don't definitely do work for relationships and uh-huh. um so so for example, I put up a post last week about uh how to, uh, a relationship qualifying checklist. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's like medium gray. I just put it up last week, so that could be one of the ones that you show her. Mm-hmm. Like give her five, so she can read them. Like oh damn, oh damn, oh damn, like that. You know. Cool. Uh, oh. <laughs> I yeah. think that will work. So <laughs> excellent. So yeah, the more you listen, the better. No, the better, the more high quality you listen to other people, the more they'll be stunned, and then they'll be forced to listen to you because their curiosity is going to be like. How can you so get it listened? How can you listen to me? Nobody else listens. How are you doing that? Mm-hmm. That's how that goes. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then the last thing about this really listening to people completely is to make them want you around them because you're one of the few people who actually listen to them. <laughs> right. You actually listen. Yeah. People call me all the time because even if they don't know what else to do and they don't even want to pay for crying out loud, which is a, more than I like, they at least know I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's going to be like, oh, I told you to listen. It, it can't, it not will listen. It's not even capable of falling out of their mouth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So be, just be somebody that people know you're going to listen and they will talk to you and they will bring their lives to you and, and then, you know, you'll be transforming relationships. This is the how. To, this is the how to and the benefits of how to listen. Benefits of listening quality. So, so I got a few more tips uh-huh. for for this uh, for this section here. So, um, this um, well, not the last thing. Here's, here's the first. No one is capable of, of listening fully a hundred percent of the time. But everyone is fully capable of listening 100% when they decide to do so. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So we, there's too much going on in life for us to listen 100%, 100% of the time. Right. But we can say, okay, right now I'm going to listen 100% and do it. So you got to be listening intentionally. You got to intentionally listen for what you're listening for. You know, um, you could practice it when you're on the subway or watching a movie or something, but um, you're not going to be able to listen 100%, 100% of the time. You're on the bus. You're looking around. You're wondering if you're going to stop. You might not hear You might not even notice the sounds are coming into your ear, damn it. <laughs> you know? But um But when it's time to listen, you can completely lock yourself into listening throughout the whole conversation, even if it's a three-hour conversation. Okay. As a matter of fact, three-hour conversation, that reminded me of something. I think I told you before that uh, my second wife, we used to have these four-hour conversations. Did I tell you about that before?
3: Um, I I don't think so.
1: Yeah, we used to have these four-hour conversations. The first hour, she would say something. I'd be like, hey, you know, that didn't work or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she would deny she said it. Like, get out of here. I didn't say it. I didn't say it like that whatever. And so for the <laughs> hour, she'd be like, she'd be trying to blow me off for about an hour, straighten me out, whatever. And then the second hour, she would um, she would try to nitpick my thing, you know, take credibility, put put that mm-hmm. Ke- uh, Kellyanne Conway's Alternative Facts spin on what I was saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> for about an hour. God bless me. For about an hour. And then. Wow. When she saw she couldn't do that, she couldn't blow me off. Then she would say, oh, I'm tired. i got to go to sleep. And her brain would actually try to put her to sleep. I'd be like, oh, hell no. We are not into this conversation here. Hell to the no. And I was <laughs> for an hour, I'm trying to keep her awake. And then for the fourth hour, she yeah. would be making me wrong for keeping her awake and not letting her go to sleep. Oh, wow. And then somewhere along the line, she would say, huh? I would say something. she said, say, huh? These are long. and then that's the first time we actually. She actually was fully conscious because I said something like that a bunch of times during that four hours. She finally heard me, right? Uh-huh. And then you know how long. And then you know how long that conversation went to go after after she finally woke up and, and heard me. Generally speaking, about fifteen minutes.
2: Wow! I had
1: to go. I had to go four hours to get to fifteen minutes.
2: Wow, that's crazy. I
1: know. Did that for a year and a half.
2: That's and that's hard. one
1: of the reasons. That's one of that's one of the main reasons why we was only married together for a year and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. A landmark grad too. We're we're really good friends right now. So, you know, because okay. she realized she was she realized she was doing that, and mm-hmm. you know, after we separated, she she ended up dealing with three other guys, and it was the same kind of thing. And she was like, "Well, maybe it's always me." So I'm actually my my second ex wife's relationship coach from time to time. I've put her through a couple of programs. I put her through this one and re- communication. I mean, and um. Uh, um, what do you call it, Happily Ever After? I put it through with both mm-hmm. of these.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, when your ex thinks you, considers you great at relationships, even though she's they're your ex, that's really saying something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but the point I'm trying to make about this whole thing is that I had to listen to her 100%. I had to track the conversation right to the end. Wow i never took a I never took a moment off the whole four and a half hours Wow exactly <laughs> she acknowledged me like like bananas when she finally got re- realized what it was and there was one she said, "What's those four things I used to do again? She called me up and asked me directly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God she was awesome. so um, yeah, we're not a good match, but she's taught me so much it's not funny but you know by actually being in the conversation you can track it and you can manage it and you can support people and have the relationship turn around you know so, so yeah you you're not, you're not capable of listening 100% 100% of the time but you are fully capable of listening 100% when you decide to do that
2: mm-hmm. so that's
1: the first that's the first tip about how to listen versus what to listen for
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So,
1: the second the second tip is that the brain has approximately 50,000 thoughts a day. Wow. Yeah, that comes down to about 2 to 300 thoughts a minute.
3: That's pretty mind-blowing. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. I I yes.
3: Really wish my brain would turn off sometimes
1: like that. Uh, exactly my point. Mm -hmm. so knowing so there's two things you can do about this part so there is knowing that you have about two to three hundred thoughts a minute over the course of a day Mm -hmm. so you can actually manage you can actually say okay I'm going to stop thinking for right this minute and listen turn it off and listen Wow. And yeah, at least for a minute. And um uh, and my ninety percent of those thoughts are or habitual thoughts or morass thoughts or your point of view and those other voices thoughts. You might you might have between a hundred and two hundred original thoughts a day. The rest of them from <laughs> somewhere even in strong. the Not that many. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give you credit and say you got about two, on average about two hundred, you just don't know what they are. You can't tell. (laughs) But but the point of it is that this is one of the reasons why it's so easy to be distracted and why it's so difficult to be able to listen 100% 100% of the time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that's why you got to say, okay, right now I'm going to listen 100%. Okay. So, yeah, so I'll just start that whole paragraph again. So. The brain has 50,000 thoughts a day. Social media, marketing platforms, memories, sounds, movies, all of that distracts us from listening fully. It takes you making a conscious decision to listen intimately and fully. Don't make yourself wrong for not doing it. Make a decision to begin doing it when you see the necessity of or value of doing it. By the way, Um. Um, people will not make you wrong if you say, listen, I thought I heard you say that, but can you say that again? Nobody. I don't know anybody that gets pissed off for you saying that. Mm -hmm. I've I've never seen anybody get upset behind it because they realize subconsciously that most people don't listen no damn how. At least you're trying. And they give you credit for that. Okay?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, and then and then, um, don't forget to not make people wrong for not listening to you as good as you are able to listen to them. Right. <laughs> don't make That's them wrong for they suck. Huh? That's hard for me, because like,
3: like even at work, I'm going around making everyone wrong. And yeah. I started doing that when my frustration level got big enough. And then I didn't know
2: what
3: else mm. to do about any of it. Mm. And then I just said, no,
1: there she did it again. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, um yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Have to work don't out. do that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, because you know, like you're becoming the source of communication for the rest of the center the rest of the office, the rest of the, the the hospital. Right. The rest of the center. You're be you're gonna be walking in tomorrow, not just accountable not just able to learn how people listen uh, and learn how they speak, Uh you're also going to now be walking in as the source of communication. So I know I told you this before, but uh, I'm going to say it again, and you'll hear it newly, which is that um, I remember Jerry Baden. You know who he is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Baden is the landlord form leader accountable for the team management leadership program. At least he was when I was on team. Uh-huh. And he was, in the front of the, he was in the front of the mic with the rest of the group, the rest of the people, and he, was, he said something that I never forgot, which is, you know, people who have integrity, they don't worry about a lack of integrity around them, because they know they're the source of integrity, and they just put it in. Uh-huh. That blew my mind, uh-huh. because he also said that about communication. You know, being in a team management leadership program, we're learn we learn how to produce results through communication.
2: hmm
1: And so they say that people who are on teams uh who completed team one can run any organization. And
2: mm-hmm. people who
1: completed team two can run any country. Because you know, we have oh, the, like yeah, the skill set yeah, and we have the skill set and the knowledge to be able to do that.
3: Yeah. I want to run a country.
1: <laughs> and you need that you need to complete then you need to do team one and team two. <laughs> and uh, IOP is not a bad thing either. Anyhow, I'm saying that you now are the source of communication in your company. Okay. So rather than making them wrong, demonstrate what real communication, what real listening is like, and you'll start a movement, even if it might take a while. Okay that's your opportunity so don't make people <laughs> wrong make a difference teach them how to listen okay okay so uh, let's see here intimate listening and now we got the holographic wait a minute say anything I can say here Yeah, it is the same thing I just said here. What the heck? Oh, how, how did I do that? My bad. Sorry. I don't know what the heck I just did. All right. So um, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, is anything here? The in here thing is different than what I put on this other thing. Um, yeah. Okay. No. So I'm, I'm glad I looked at that. I'm like, what the hell? All right. So here's the last. Tips, it's four tips Uh real quick. Listening, uh, you've heard me say this, but I'm going to give it to you as a tip. Listening 99.999% is the same as listening zero. Uh First tip. If people keep repeating themselves, you haven't listened 100%. You've listened Uh
2: 99.99%.
1: If you keep making the same mistakes you haven't learned yet, you might remember what you heard or what you was taught, but you haven't learned it yet Mm -hmm. because you haven't learned it enough to be able to implement it, apply it. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, stop fighting reality. When you refuse to listen or you refuse to accept that, that things went the way they went, you're fighting reality. You're resisting. Can, we, can you say that again? Yeah. Stop fighting reality. When when you have expectations about communication that aren't real, mm-hmm. when ends up happening is you're resisting reality, which means you won't listen fully. You'll be mad at people for not listening the way you think they should. You'll make them wrong and all of that. That don't work. So, the more you can be with what's so, the easier it'll be for you to be able to listen to other people. You won't have expectations because you'll know those expectations are just a setup for failure and upset. Make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, that. Concludes um, today's uh, session. Well, thank you. So, uh, what you think? I'm,
3: I'm eagerly waiting to hear what I should listen for. Like really, uh, I, really I really mean that. All
1: right, great. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, uh, how do I call it, uh, a preview mm-hmm. uh, of what of the of the distinctions in. The discipline, the section called distinctions. I'll give uh-huh. it a mental modeling.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I'll give it a definition. Oh, uh, there's two definitions. Uh, the internal images, thoughts, ideas, and beliefs mm-hmm. held within the mind of every living being, regardless of how uh, regarding how the world works. So, uh-huh. in other words, humans have a certain particular model of the world, which is different from gorillas, which is different from sharks which are different from owls, which are different from bats, which are different from mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. So humans have a particular design to the way they think. And the um, second thing I want to say about that is mental modeling determines not only how we see and make sense of the world, but how we take action. Uh, mm-hmm. Mental models are active. They shape how we act. So that's the first one, because I want to give you the concept of being able to recognize person's thought part patterns thought uh-huh.
2: processes
1: like that, so that's that and then uh um, the second distinction is called monkey mind uh-huh. monkey monkey mind is these seventeen different distinctions that happens when the mind automatically reacts and is completely unconscious and it's just doing what it's doing and uh, you get a chance to tell because you understand monkey mind after hearing about mental modeling,
2: mm-hmm. you'll be
1: able to see if somebody's conscious or not. Are you talking to somebody who's conscious or not?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. One,
1: one, of the, one of the challenges with talking to some... One of the challenges of just try, trying to see if you're conscious or not is mm-hmm. whether, you're, whether your machinery is talking to you or you're talking to you, it's the same voice.
2: hmm
1: So you okay. can't tell when you're being triggered when your machinery is running the show because these thoughts are popping up in your head in your voice. So you think it's you saying this stuff to you and you don't realize, if I'm listening to me, is that really me? Hmm. Okay. If it's not, if you're not listening, if you're listening to you, how could you listen to you and be you at the same time? (laughs) Um. It it sounds impossible. Yeah, but it actually is. But that's a whole other story. So you need to be able to tell whether somebody's actually conscious or not. So that's monkey mm-hmm. mind. Okay. Then, then the next distinction, one of one of the ones I love so much, is called the ten types of vision.
2: Mhm.
1: And um, this is the ten the the, the the ten basic ways that people look at life, the filter that they look at life through. So uh there's ten ways um I'm going to talk about them then, but uh I'm going to give you the context and I'll say it again <laughs> then. but the context okay. is this you've heard of um you've heard of the term to a hammer, everything looks like a nail, yeah, yeah, so when it comes to like being able to see the world or pay attention to the world, there's one way of seeing things, and then there's one way of dealing with those things that would be a hammer and a nail, and seeing everything as a nail. So the hammer only hammers, that's it, right? And then right. Um, second way is, is that you you can have one way of seeing things, but many ways of dealing with things. So you can be a sophisticated hammer owner. You could be a hammer, <laughs> so you see things, <laughs> right? More, you like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least I want
3: to be sophisticated.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. He's a sophisticated hammer owner, right? So the hammer has you doing, making you use the hammer. So you not only you know, um, um, hammer things with the nail, hit things with the nail, but you can also pull nails out, right? Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, you can also uh, scrape things with the hammer a little bit, right?
2: Uh huh.
1: Um, you can even scratch, like scratch your back if you really needed to because your back was itchy and you couldn't get to something, uh-huh. right? You can reach back and scratch your back. So you can use the hammer to do a few things, but it's still a hammer looking at life from the perspective of being a hammer. Uh
2: huh.
1: Then. There are um, many ways of seeing things, but only one way of doing things. You know, so somebody could be like, hey, that was funny. I'm still going to punish you. Or you made me (laughs) mad. I'm going to punish you. Or, you know, I just feel like punishing you. Or whatever, right? You have all of these ways of seeing things. You know, you try to be nice. Oh, I don't like that. Or, you know, whatever. But you still come back down to doing only one thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You've, You've seen people like that. you got people like that at your job, right?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. and then there's then there's many ways of seeing things, and also many ways of dealing with things. So now you got a lot of flexibility. Uh
2: huh.
1: So the, the 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 ten types of vision is to teach you how to be the person who has many ways of seeing things and many ways of dealing with things. But you're gonna see most people are a hammer, treating everything like it's a nail, problem. So yeah. The, yeah. So the ten types of vision. I'm not gonna tell you the ten types, but it's fun. And then um the last piece. Well the the next to the last piece distinction is going to be what I call the twenty conversationalists. Okay. So the twenty conversationalists, it's the twenty different conversational styles that people that, that are available that we use. And uh generally speaking, we only use one. The ten huh? types of vision? The ten types of vision, we usually use uh either two or three, depending on if everything is fine or every if nothing is fine. Right. Fine. Sort of like What's the point or what's the problem? What's that got yeah. to do with me? What do you want from me, right? So the right. types of vision is kind of like that. When everything is fine, we're looking at it one way. When everything's not fine, we go to the other one, right, like that. Okay. Um, uh, so you'll be able to see where people are at and be able to see what they're thinking so you can speak to them that way, uh, speaking in a way that produces the results that somebody wants that's going to be better mm-hmm. than everybody else, right? 20 okay. conversationalists, though, the 20 conversationalists, though, is like completely different <laughs> communication style this is how it verifies that people are indirect in their speaking. Mm -hmm. So um, they may want to be, they may see life one way, but they will talk about life in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and so I talk about the different types of uh, speakers. So, you know, there's people that are like non-committed and they they never really commit, but they don't, they try to like make sure that they leave a back door open so you don't know that they're not (laughs) going to commit. You got people like that. You got people who are saboteurs, um, you know, cheerleaders, all of that. You got that kind of stuff. So you got these different communication styles that people use to fulfill on what they see, to fulfill on their vision. They're almost never the same one. It's like, huh? Really. So you'll be able to see when they're talking what they're really, how they're really looking at life, what's really important to them. Uh-huh. And then... Um, and then I end this this area with the uh, with the, with the concept of personal mastery, uh-huh. because you want to be able to hear people's person be people being personal mastery, but you also uh-huh. want to start finding ways to uh-huh. practice this stuff. That's the dog.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <a brain laughs>
1: Well, that's because he's mad at you because you ain't paying just attention to him. What's wrong with that? Yeah, he wants what he wants.
3: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, she wants to eat for like the 14th time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is there? We ain't playing cards, right?
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, she got one thought in her head at a time.
1: <laughs> uh, well, they could teach human beings something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, so that's what's coming up next week, next session. Okay. And uh,
2: uh oh, when you
1: when you see this you're gonna be like, Oh damn. And it's gonna be it's gonna be easier for you to listen in those other ways
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you'll you'll it'll be easy for you to listen, know how to listen, because you'll be so fascinated with what to listen for. It's gonna mm-hmm. be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. So, well, I can't wait.
3: I cannot yeah. wait.
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of all of my programs, really this piece this next session right here so
3: yeah because it occurs to me i don't really know what to listen for yeah or if i I don't know that i know it if i know it i don't yeah that'd be very cool
1: yes yeah are they conscious or not what are they how are they looking at life and 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 what do you think they they, they're talking but what do they really mean you know yeah so
2: yeah cool thank you it's gonna be awesome you're
1: the best. My pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, you you're not on Facebook much, right?
3: Um, I go on it sometimes. i mm. not not okay. tons of times, but I go on it uh, intermittently. I sort mm. of just okay. like check in a bit.
1: All right. Well, you know, you're in my communication. You're in my uh, uh, creating committed relationship program. I know yeah. you're in that, right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So, um. If you decided that you wanted to brag about how good Tony is, I would not be upset with you. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be very, very happy. Oh, man. Because I want other people to be like, "Hey, Tony keeps getting these these, these coaching clients. He keeps, man, you know, I want them to see that, you know. Okay. Um, you know, because it's like unsolicited uh, promotion, even though I'm soliciting you to be unsolicited, right? Yeah, um, but you don't have <laughs>
3: it, but I'm happy to do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So you can tell somebody else besides me, you know?
3: Absolutely.
1: So. Awesome. So, all right, my dear. Um, I know we're not talking before Thanksgiving, at least I don't think so. So I'm going to say have a great Thanksgiving next week. Thanks. And um, You too. And uh, thank you, yes. And then uh, we'll figure out what to say and do the next time we're talking, all right?
3: Okay. Sounds good.
1: All right. Have Talk a to you later. Have
3: a good, okay, good
2: night. All right, good night.
0: plus.